Welcome everyone to this episode of Awaken the Possibilities. I'm your host, Terry Wildeman, the owner and founder of Intuitive Leadership and the host of this specific podcast. This is my third podcast and I my third podcast that I've created, not the third episode, the third podcast that I've created. And I love bringing so many wonderful people to share their wisdom with you. Today, I have an ultra special person, Joan and Ziada. And Joan and I have been friends since uh, 2007, 2008, when he wrote his first book, Spiritual Selling. And Joe has a magnificent way of seeing business and helping you grow your business. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. The today's topic is elevate your energy and elevate your business. So a little bit about Joe. Let's see, Joe is a best-selling author, business consultant, professional speaker, and life coach. He has been delivering his life-changing message at events and seminars since 1992. His enlightening programs are a unique blend of spirituality, spirituality, psychology, philosophy, and the power of internal energy. You are speaking my language, Joe. Joe teaches that to make permanent changes, you must clear negative energy and break destructive patterns of behavior at the core level. This transformational process creates new energy and beliefs designed to help you achieve sustained positive growth in all areas of your life. He has appeared on many television and radio programs, including Good Day New York and Street Talk on Fox TV, Gaim TV, Cablevision News 12, Better TV, the Braveheart Network, and various radio stations across the country. Books include, soon to be released, Heal the Deal, Chasing Your Life, Karma Buster, Spiritual Selling, Finding Your Purpose, and No More 9 to 5. And he is also a faculty member for the soon-to-launch Intuitive Leadership University and the Business Wisdom School. Welcome to Awaken the Possibilities, Mr. Joe. Hi, how are you, Terry? I'm doing really, really well, considering uh, a lot of the insanity that's going <laughs> yes. on in the world right now. Yes, yes. You know, it's for those of us who have worked from home for a long time, I'm not so sure that this affects us as deeply as those who are just learning how to work from home, which can bring up all kinds of new challenges, new opportunities, and new feelings and emotions that you hadn't felt before. And that for entrepreneurs who are doing this for the first time can be really challenging. Can we touch on that, Joe? I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, you and I have been doing this for a long time, working from home. So would that, you know, I mean, I'm a little home a little more because I do a lot of speaking and stuff like that. But I do work a lot from home. So for many, many years. So uh, for, for me, you know, and like you, all right, maybe we're home a little more, but we're still not jolted in a, in a way that many people have been where they are used to not being home at all. So, you know, this is this becomes a very emotional experience for people because all of a sudden you're home with your your spouse, maybe a lot more hours than you usually were before or your kids or your dog or whatever it is that you're doing and you, you can't really get out and do things. So, yeah. you know, I think it's going it, to it's doing a lot of different things for people. One of obviously is it's forcing people to be quiet because you have more, you know, you have a whole day. So the other day, I think it was uh, a couple of days ago, I got up I, relatively early, uh, you know, got up, had my shake, which I always do, have my coffee, watch a little TV, 
worked out, went for a run, came home, took a shower, and I come out and I say, it's one o'clock. <laughs> I have another nine or 10 hours to go here. So, and I said, I already did all this stuff. So it was kind of like, uh, you know, one of those, those moments, right? But, but I think for a lot of people, it's going to be a very emotional experience of them looking at themselves, understanding themselves at a deeper level, spending some more quiet time, and also the dynamics of relationships that they have with their family, with their kids. You know, it's funny, I'm hearing a lot of people say, you know, they were never home. So all of a sudden they're home all day with their kids. They never got to spend time. Do you, and I say to people, you know, you have to be honest. Do you like it? Maybe you don't like it. Maybe you're finding it stressful. Maybe you're finding it annoying. Maybe you're finding your partner annoying. You're seeing what they do, different habits. So there's a lot of things that are going to flush up here for individuals on an emotional basis. And it's important for us to process that emotion and not lash out, act out, or go into behavior. So, so that would be the main thing I think for people is this is an experience that you need to have, but you need to have it at a deeper level, not just a surface level. And that can be really, really hard because it forces us to look in the mirror. And looking in the mirror, uh, you know, it can be a little traumatizing sometimes because if you really take a good look deeply, some of the stuff that you don't like about yourself may come to the surface. And this is an opportunity to have real good dialogue with the people who live in your house. I mean, it's happening here in my own home. Um, my husband is working from home and he's learning new skill sets and he's actually used my office a couple of times. The, the, the piece that my computer is on right now, I have a, an elevated desk. Well, he uses an elevated desk at home. So for him to talk with other people, this was a natural for him, except I was downstairs and working downstairs, which I do all the time. Also, I only come up to my office pretty much when I'm doing the podcast and this kind and uh, interacting with folks. And I couldn't get over the noise that was coming out from up here. It's like, whoa. So that's what it sounds like down there when there's somebody upstairs. Mm. So it's like, we got to fix the floorboards up there. You know, l little things that come to the surface that can yeah. either bring you down or make you laugh. And we have been laughing all day. It's been yeah. rather interesting. It's been very that's interesting. That's a good thing. It is. It is. And laughter hel helps to heal the soul. Of course. So what, one of the things about business and elevating our energy is I truly believe that what we focus on expands. So if we look at our business as this being catastrophic, it can get bigger and bigger and bigger. For some folks, it really is catastrophic. Some of the stories that I've yes. heard have just, yes. oh, it's awful. However, there are others that, who have taken these catastrophic experiences and have shifted the way they do business to serve humanity in ways that they had not thought of before. What are your thoughts on that, Joe? Yeah, it reminded me when it first happened a little bit of 9-11. This, of course, and, and being a New Yorker, even though now I'm in California, but be growing, growing up in New York and living in New York at that time, it, has the, it had the feeling of that. This is, of course, much bigger because it's the whole world. But what we did see at the end of 9-11 were a lot of people reassessing their lives and saying, wow, I've been working all these hours, going to Wall Street, whatever I'm doing, even though they were successful, and kind of looking at their lives and saying, this is not 
this is not where I want to go for the next 20 years or however old they were. And so a lot of people, not everybody, but you know, a lot of people did that. I think we'll see the same here. I think a lot of people will see. So some people are going to be forced out of what they do because what they do will not exist. So this also happened, you know, when we had the crash in 2008, right? Where a lot of the people who I knew who worked in financial sectors, all of a sudden those jobs did not exist anymore. They were forced into reinvention. So we're going to see a couple of different things. Some people will choose and say, you know what? After this experience, my soul is speaking to me, people who are a little more aware, and they will say, I, I, I need to go in a different direction in my life. It's, I'm ready for that pivot. I think other people are going to be forced because they have no option. So it's almost going to be say, that, this, you can't do, this job does not exist. Right. I speak to a lot of people in different businesses, people who I'm in manufacturing, uh, people who I know who you know, make you know, clothing, handbags, my sisters in that industry, destroy, absolutely decimated. So there are a lot of companies that are going to close. Those businesses are not going to exist. We don't know where, what will evolve out of this. And there will be other opportunities that we don't even know about yet. So the bottom line is this is going, you know, human beings, unfortunately, for the most part, we have certain people who are seekers, which is a small group who are looking to change it and grow. But we know that humanity on a whole only changes through dramatic shift that is forced upon them. So that is what we're seeing now. This is a divine event. It's happening for a reason, and it's going to take us to a different place. That does not mean there will not be bumps in the road. That does not mean there will not be difficulties. That does not mean there will not be a lot of emotional trauma for some people. The people who are prepared for this, the people who have been, I, you know, me personally, I've been waiting for this forever and knowing it was coming and just was saying, when, when will it happen? And I wasn't sure exactly how. I knew after 2016, because we had a big shift of energy in September, then we had the election, then we had the shift. So I was saying, okay, this is coming. It's just a matter of when and how. And so, again, I was very, I was super calm. I was like, okay, oh, it's finally happening. It took a long time. Other people are being forced into situations that they did not want to go in. So what we have seen in our society is people have created super busy lives to avoid dealing with themselves are now being forced to say, I, I have, it's not like saying I want to work, but I'm choosing to stay home. You can't work. You have nowhere to go. So you're full, it's almost like there's nowhere for you to hide from yourself right now. And this is what's happening for people who have spent their lives keep being busy and driving themselves crazy and running all yep. around and doing all these things to avoid their feelings. And now they're being pushed into a corner where that is something that, well, they don't have to do it. Other people will self-medicate. You will see a lot of people. I think you'll see suicides. I think you'll see people who are going to OD. I think you'll see people who are going to use substances. I think you'll see a whole gamut of, of things as this flushes out. And again, it's all going to be how you deal with it emotionally. It will be the key. And I agree with you 100%. We've talked about this quite a bit um, in the other podcasts that we've done, you and I together. And yeah, we I've been waiting for this too. It's like, okay, when I just didn't expect it. <laughs> well, you never know when it will happen, but we know That's it was exactly coming. right. Yeah. It's like, okay, here we go. Um, now, as business people, and you and I are both business people, one of the areas that we um, have that we focus on is our brand. Okay, and the thing with our brand is a lot of our brands today, they are what I, and this is what I'm seeing. They're caught up 
in what they were. Now I'm seeing brands changing, taking advantage, and I don't not taking advantage from a negative way, but taking advantage in a positive way of things that they could be doing differently. And I mean, look at what's happening with the liquor industry and how they have shifted gears and are creating um, antibacterial. Okay, there's hundreds of companies that are doing that. So from a brand perspective for business owners, what do you see from before and what do you see after? this event in people how do they shift their brands how do they shift their sales how do they shift their marketing how do they shift their insights on their business well i mean there's always opportunists in these situations so certain people will take an opportunity to try to say how do i manipulate the situation which we always always happens because that's part of life and you know big corporations are notorious for that trying to use the the situation to manipulate people into something else. I think for us who are doing our own businesses and working for ourselves, I think it's important for us to kind of say, okay, was I or am I on the right path? And does this situation kind of give me a little wake up call to say, you know, I've been holding back or I haven't been going in the direction that I really wanted to, or I've been afraid to kind of put this out there. Now is the time for you to be courageous and say, you know, I mean, I've been who I am for a long time. I never hide it. I'm just like, hey, this is what I do. But I've evolved as you have, right? We've all evolved yeah. to be different. Yeah. But I think it's a point now for people to say, hey, you know what? This is what I do. And the, the key right now is to shift yourself to a place of service. How do I serve based on my skill set and what I do and what my company does, whether it's a company or whatever it is, and say, how do I serve? Because that's your first line of higher vibration. I serve. I share. I prosper. That's what I talked about in Heal the Deal. That's what we're here to do. We're here to serve, we're here to share, we're here to prosper. So I write that down. Yeah, so those are my three things. It's in the book. I'll send it to you. So <laughs> as, soon, as soon as I get it, it won't be out till May. But so what I'm saying is those are the things I think we need to shift to. And I think the companies that we have been part of here in this country have been focused on profit first. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think, you know, basically, how do we squeeze the most profit? This has been, this is systems that have been in place for thousands and thousands of years, which have been focused on how do I squeeze profit and pay the people the, the lowest possible amount and yeah. squeeze profit up to the top. So the thing that I'm hoping will come out of this, and I don't know that it will 100% come out of it, but, uh, but what I'd like to see and what I hope we, we start to evolve into is more of a, the company is only successful when everybody contributes and is, is, is appropriately rewarded. Yes. So it doesn't make sense that the CEO is getting 500 times per dollar based on average salary more, 500 times, you know, and this has escalated since really the late seventies, early eighties, it started. It, it went from about 35 to one, which was the average salary versus CEO dollar for dollar to about 500 to one over between, I'm going to say 1980 going forward. I'll give you the exact dates, but I studied all this, these numbers. So that's when all this really started to tilt way out of whack. And we need to go, we need to, go to a different space. So I think for yeah. us personally as brands, it's about be true to who you are. And here's the deal. Trust your feeling. This is what I'm feeling I'm supposed to do to serve. So if you don't know what that is, meditate, pray, sit with it and say, I want to, how do I serve? 
this is where you've got to live now. How do I serve? What is it that I can do to make the world a better place? And then you will share and then you will prosper because you are in alignment with your vibration, with your energy. You're doing everything at the highest level. You have, there's no way you cannot prosper in that energy field. So, but again, I have to be, I'm putting prosper at the end of the list where corporations put it at the beginning of the list. So I have to have faith and trust that if I do the right thing and if I serve and if I do something with a higher intent, that everything will work out for the highest and greatest good. That's where we have to live now. If you live in that space, you will see great acceleration. If you try to go back to the old greed-based you know, kind of structure, you are going to be just blown up. And that's, we're going to see that, and that's going to happen not necessarily immediately, but it will definitely start happening as we go forward. It's, about, it's a different value system. The new, you know, the world is offering an opportunity for a new value system to be birthed. And if we follow a positive value system where we honor our workers and we honor uh, those who help us serve, we put our, everybody in a really good space. And that's one of the things that I, I, again, I agree with you 100% with everything that you're talking about. I really do see that a lot of these companies, people at the helm and people, um, even in middle management, they haven't trusted their intuition or they're not allowed to trust their intuition because of the culture of the organization. You know, the culture of the organization may dismiss intuition, you know, may intuitive leadership, mm-hmm. you know, and intuitively we have our intuition and we have our feelings so when our intuition and our feelings match that's where the magic happens but when our intuition and our feelings and what is expected i'm going to add a third piece in there conflicts with our values feelings intuition that's where we get into trouble and that's a leadership issue do you what are your thoughts on that well, I think the bottom line is people have been conditioned. People are, people are hypnotized, okay? They're, they're hypnotized into a system that is, doesn't work. Right. And it's, people say, you know, I'm, I'm going I'm to reframe this for people so you understand it. The system is not broken. The system was designed this way. Yeah. Okay? So when people say, oh, the system is broken. No, no, no. It's not. It was built this way. So basically, it's built to keep people hypnotized, plugged into a system of slavery on a different level. We're still slaves. The only difference is we now have carpeting in a car, but we're basically still in a slavery energy, right? So the idea is, oh, what am I, see, so here's what happens. How do I get hypnotized? Because collective energy became, this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go to school. You're supposed to get an education. So what happened in education? Well, the schools became the mafia because what they did was they jacked up all of the tuitions and put people into debt, which feeds the system to continue to keep people weak and fear-based and unable to go forward. Why? I'm coming out of school. I'm hearing people. I meet people when I'm speaking who are 40, 50 years old telling me, I'm still paying college debt. They're 50 years old. How is this possible? Is, does it make sense? And you know, it was, it was, I was speaking at an event recently before all this happened. And I said to somebody, and it was a bunch of executives. It was an executive leadership group or executive, whatever they were. And I said, let me ask you a question. You're all business guys, people, I shouldn't say guys. 
but I have to be politically correct. I get in trouble. But business people, and I said, does it make sense if I was, if you were 18 years old? Now think about yourself, Terry. One is, I'm going to give you $250,000 and help you start a business, or you're going to go $250,000 in debt, come out of school, and hope to get a job. What are you going to do? Me, I'm going to take the money and start my business. But think about that. Is that what happened was the hypnotized people world said, you need to go to school. You need to spend this money. You, and when you come out, you will then, that's the way to advance yourself in a system that doesn't work. So basically what happened was that person has now been conditioned from an early age. And what are they doing on college campuses? And my son was on one recently. What are the first thing they're doing? They're trying to give kids credit cards. They're trying to get kids into debt right away. They're trying to get people into the system of being indebted. When I'm indebted, I have all these loans. I have to do this. So now I'm hypnotized into a system that it's almost like it, it's exactly the matrix. If you saw the movie, mm. everybody's plugged into the system. So until people, and I said, I remember when this was happening, I said to my son, under no condition is that happening for you. I'm telling you right now. I said, I'm not doing this. My wife and I agreed. We paid for his school. He went to a, he went to a state school, which is a fantastic local school. It cost us virtually nothing compared to all that money. He walked out and he said, you know what? Now that he's out, he said, I see my friends in debt under duress because they have to now look for to the, get these jobs that they hate to start helping the parents pay back these loans or some of them are paying it back themselves. And now you're under the foot of the system. So this is what we need. We, we're coming out of this hypnotized state. We're coming out of this false idea that this really works. And then people say, yeah, but look at so-and-so, they became a millionaire. Yeah, that's the one out of how many? Right. We have and over a trillion, I'm saying we have a, a trillion and a half dollars in college debt in this, yeah. think about that. A mm -hmm. Over a trillion dollars in people who are still can't pay this. Yeah. And are trying to pay this off. They'll never pay it off. A lot of people, they said, will not pay it off in their lifetime. Mm -hmm. This is part of being hypnotized to believe something that is not true. So, so this is part of it. So what, what I, one thing I, I really want to make a bare difference here is, and, and I, again, I agree um, with, with what you're talking about. There is a difference between being an entrepreneur and being a business owner. And I know if I were given 250,000 to start a business and be an entrepreneur, I would do it in a heartbeat. Look at the people who are at the helm of the major companies. Did they finish college? Facebook, Microsoft. Look at the folks who did not finish their education, their formal mm -hmm. education and stepped away to begin a business. So there are lots of ways that you can be a success. And I think that's something that we as parents uh, would be wise to consider that, yes, we want our children to be successful. It doesn't have to be the way we did it. It doesn't have to be going, you know, having our children going into debt. There are other ways to do things and that's one of the things that i shared with the um uh, when i did the transition assistance program for the military over a 20-year period i trained 15,000 transitioning uh men and women that were going into civilian world 
And a lot of them were going into entrepreneurship and they wanted, they kept asking me, do I need to go to school? Do I need to do this? Do I need to do that? And the one thing I said to them is, look at your talents, look at what you have, look at what you've learned. And can you do it on your own or do you really need another piece of paper? Only you can answer that for yourself. I can't answer that for you. What is it that you need for yourself? And a lot of folks did go back to school because they, they felt they needed it. And others just went right into entrepreneurship and have successful businesses. So I want, you know, there are some people who need to the safety of being in, you know, of having a structure. And there are others that like the safety of freedom. So knowing that, Joe, and knowing, you know, I, I call what you're talking about sheeples. <laughs> knowing that there's the, the seven side folks are sheeples. What do you want to say to them in terms of following their hearts and elevating their energy and elevating their businesses, elevating their careers? I think you have to know yourself. And I think, you know, the bottom line is not everybody's an entrepreneur, not everybody's right. a creator, not everybody is going to want to take that on, not everybody wants to deal with the, the stress and the uncertainty, although now the whole world is in uncertainty, which is ironic, right? <laughs> because it is. I'm kidding. But a lot of people don't want to take that on. So I think a lot of it is knowing yourself and saying, you know, there are certain people who are, you know, there can only be so many chiefs and so many Indians, right? So certain people are better suited to be maybe underneath or at a different level or to manage, maybe they're not meant to be that person who's the creator. There's not, you know, not everybody is that person. So the first thing is understand what you like, understand your skills, understand what you feel good about. So if you say, you know, I, I don't, you know, there are people I talk to, my first book was called No More Nine to Five. I used to teach people how to start a business at home while they were still working. This is going back Think about this over 20 years ago. Yeah. I was already teaching that 20 years ago. And I was doing a class one day. The guy came up to me at the end and he said, I want to thank you because after being in this class, I realized this is not for me. Yeah. And, and I said, and you know, at first I said, oh, I felt bad. I said, oh, I, I didn't inspire him. And he said, no, no, I realize what it's involved. And that's not my thing. Yeah. So, and that was okay. And it was okay for him to have that realization to say, I'm not, that's not my kind of thing. I'm not that kind of person who wants to do that. So there's nothing wrong with that. So that's the first thing is just say, this, this is who I am. If I want to be an artist, if I want to be a, you know, maybe there's a lot of people who are very, very skilled with, you know, electricity, electricians and carpenters and plumbers. These people are tremendously skilled and their path was not to go to college and get a degree. Their path was to learn, you know, really get great at that trade because that's a great skill. So I think what you have to do is say, know yourself, say, is this something I want to do? What's my role? Maybe my role is a support person. Maybe my role is not going to be the main person. That's fine. So it's really, there's no good or bad. It's just whatever feels best for you yes. is what you is what you're best suited to do. And that's where you're going to be most successful. Mm -hmm. And if you're not a person who wants to be in the front, who's going to, because listen, if you're going to go out there, you know, if you're going to go in the arena, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get, you're going to get beat up because that's part of being in the, being in the arena and being the person who steps into the arena. Not everybody wants to do that. It doesn't make you a bad person. 
Right. And it doesn't make you a failure. It make you have to just say, you know, that's not my thing. I'd rather support the person who goes in the arena, and that makes me feel better. Mm -hmm. And we need those support people, of course. You know, and, and and the people who go into the trades, they are talents. It's not just about Tremendous. skill. They're honoring their talents, their innate talents that they are born with. Many of these folks are artists that, and I'm talking, I'm not talking about artists just painting. No, absolutely. I look at some of these trades folks and I see what they do and it's like, oh my gosh, this is, this is a blessing from birth that these people have. And if they can develop it, if they can grow with it. And right now there's an opportunity to be oh, able to do that. Tremendous. It's a tremendous opportunity to pivot, to shift, and to live your lives in the direction that you are meant to in this lifetime. You know, one of the things that kept coming up for me uh, in this crisis with the virus and on and on, I'm seeing so many people around the world making masks and seamstresses. And I used to make all my own clothes. I used to make everything. And I have fabric downstairs. And I kept thinking, Maybe I should start doing that. Maybe I should contribute to that. And I, and I got a very clear message. You see my angels behind me. They always have my back so that I can help everybody else who's on the screen. And I, and I meditated on it and I got a very, very clear message. Your gift is what you are currently doing with your podcast, with your Facebook lives, with your group, with being out there and being a beacon of hope, love, values, on and on. That's what I am meant to be doing right now. And that's something I had to honor. But I'll tell you, I kept thinking, no, 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 I gotta be making something. I gotta mm -hmm. be doing something. No, I don't have to be doing something. This, this is work, but it's work I love. It doesn't feel like work. And that I think is a key. When you're doing something that you love and it doesn't feel like work and you're serving humanity, it's a wonderful thing. And what if you can do work you love where you're serving humanity and do that third piece, you're sharing it, the third piece then is prosper because you are focusing on serving, using your talents, and then sharing, and then you become prosperous. Doesn't that feel good? Yeah, it does. It feels really, really good. And you're doing the same thing, Joe. Well, I think also I want to I want to explain talk about something I think that's that's very relevant for people like us and whoever whoever has been working on something for a long period of time, and maybe has felt like I have not reached where I wanted to be. You know, because mm -hmm. a lot of that's us have important. done that. Yes, know, and it's a lot of us have been. Oh, I, you know, I'm doing this for a long time, and I've stayed with it, and I've kind of held the line, and I've been in integrity, and I haven't really reached that place where I. And again, we always want to be higher than we are <laughs> that's just natural as people but you know what i'm saying yeah. so one of the things that we have to understand for your souls from a soul perspective is your soul is always preparing you for the moment that's right for you and one of the things in, in karma is basically saying there's a couple of different ways that this works i put in effort to accomplish something if i don't create the result i wanted even though you got the lesson you needed which is a different issue what happens is all that good energy keeps building your bank. And one of the things that karma does is it gives you the deferred results. So it's almost like you didn't get it yet, but 
the good the good news is I'm taking that positive energy and I'm deferring those results for the future because you're not maybe you're not ready for whatever it is that you were called to do because you had to be at a certain level of energy maturity vibration calmness whatever that may be to really do what you had to do so for those of us that a lot of people in all different fields could be in your business could be something you've been working on whatever the case may be writing your book whatever it is it's why you know i've been working on this for a long time i haven't really gotten where i needed to go now could be a time where, you, where all that deferred result is waiting for you it's kind of like the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow but only because you stayed the course you kept moving forward you kept doing the work on yourself you had faith you believed in what was happening so this is kind of like you know i always use you know you know i have the moses connection so i always talk about the 40 you know it's like moses 40 years right he's out there it's like he went in he was out he was wandering around then god called him and then it was 40 years so it's like you know you've got to be you know he he stayed with faith to say yes we're going to we're going to get where we need to go and it's not about a race it's about understanding that whatever you've done to this point has tremendous value even if you haven't seen it the way you would like to don't underestimate what you have already done yeah. and that is something that all of a sudden all this wisdom all this work whatever it is in any field you're in you are now going to be called as we come out of this and we know saturday we have the big 444 portal so this is all starting to really ramp up for, for a lot of people who have been in this world of you know in the minority i'm going to call it of people who have been saying wow i wish this world would get better and i'm waiting for this to happen and whatever you've done to build that foundation is very very important so don't underestimate it and also honor yourself for the work you have done and, and appreciate everything and that is a brilliant, brilliant place to end our podcast on today because, Joe, that message is so very, very powerful. Thank you so much for helping us build and create practical business, uh, practical business mystics, because I that's what I believe a lot of us are, practical business mystics, and allowing us to share your time today. I thank you for that. Thank you so much. Brilliant. And for our Awaken the Possibility audience, thank you for being here today. I appreciate you very, very much. I hope that you are walking away from this discussion with Joe, having learned one new thing, two new things, maybe three new things. So I wish you tremendous success, and I look forward to seeing you at the next episode. Take care.